In today's globally connected world, infectious diseases spread more easily than ever. Erin Lafferty and Albert von Hoek from the Centre for the Mathematical Modelling of Infectious Diseases will be exploring how we can predict and trace the spread of diseases at the Cheltenham Science Festival on June 6th. And they told us more about their talk, Can We Predict Pandemics? There's going to be a lot of interactive elements, and that's one thing that's really important to build into public engagement and science communication events is not just telling people, but having them engage in it. So we're sort of going to have a mini disease outbreak that they can engage in and see how the disease can spread person to person and things like that. Not an actual disease. No, 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 not an actual disease. A, a, A demonstration of how a disease could spread. How do you do that? Um, Well, we're doing, you could do it with many different ways, but we are doing it with small balls that will be tossed around the room. And when people catch them or touch the different balls, they're considered infected. And so that will show how it spreads. Is that an important thing to kind of put the the fun into a pandemic? Because these are kind of quite serious things that we're talking about. It's important to um, find ways, like uh, non-dangerous ways, to explain dynamic systems. I think it's, it's a good way to engage with the public, like say, okay, these are dynamic systems, they happen with infectious diseases, and they are not, there are mathematical uh, systems, they work, that's how biology works, and that's not only diseases work like this, but also if you, for example, spread balls like this, like, it's a way to engage the public in saying, okay, this kind of system happening in biology, there's are normal patterns, and the same patterns help, happen also for infectious diseases, and because we know how these systems work, we can also predict how these um, diseases might spread and what the impact might be for certain interventions. Do different diseases have different models for how they spread? Yes, so you could say that the model system is similar, but the particular diseases are different. So the infectious period is different, how infectious they are are different. like these disease parameters are different between different diseases and that's why they behave different like the model gets different outcomes and each time there's a there's a new outbreak does that help modify the model and make it more accurate yes so the more data you gather from the same disease the better you can parameterize your model like you can prove the model outcomes but an outbreak of for example SARS or uh, Ebola cannot inform the model for influenza so much like uh, because the disease parameters are different so it's not always that the more outbreaks you have the better with, with things like new outbreaks of new diseases is it possible to predict how the disease will will spread if you haven't had that outbreak of that particular disease before can you look at other data uh, you can you can definitely look at other data it's something like so SARS is a great example of it was a brand new disease which we knew nothing about and we sort of learned very quickly and learned on the fly so you can look at other models so you can say maybe SARS is behaving like this. So it might be behaving like influenza because it's a respiratory virus. Or it might be behaving like another virus because it seems to have this mortality rate or things like that. But equally with a new outbreak like that, you are changing the model very frequently. So you're always updating it to the current data and trying to get get data as quickly as possible to make the model better. You you talked about parameters and and there must be more and more parameters kind of occurring. You're also dealing with human nature. Is that one of the biggest challenges, kind of tr- just to trying to deal with a multi-parameter space? Yes, the the challenge is, I think, the twofold. Like, the, because in the end, you want to keep your model as simple as possible. So it's trying to minimize the parameter space, but then still be specific enough for the given disease. 
that you're not too naive. And I think that's that's the problem for any scientist or any modeler in that sense that you try to balance this right. Um, and for new diseases, yeah, you do not know upfront how complex you sh your model should be um, and how what kind of data you can collect quick enough to inform your parameters. Picking up from what AJ said is you, yes, you, you run a model that creates all these different scenarios and ultimately you want to match it back to the data that you see. So you want to see, does the model fit the data? And if it doesn't fit the data, then something's wrong in the model and you have to go back and change something in the model. So you, you, you fit the model to current data and then can use it to predict future trends. We just had the general election and all the polls were wrong. They're all to do with modelling and data and predictions. Do you ever find something similar with what you're doing with your modelling? Do you ever find that a model it just seems completely wrong and you want to reject it, but actually the data was bad? I think I think one thing modelers always have to remember is that a model is only as good as its data. So especially with a new disease, as we get in new data, we need to constantly be reevaluating the model. And the model is also only as good as the assumptions you put into it as well. I think there was a statistician who once said, all models are wrong, but some are useful. Exactly. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about the Centre for Mathematical Modelling at the school? Sure. So the Centre for Mathematical Modelling of Infectious Diseases is a cross-faculty centre within the London School. And our goal is basically to use mathematics to understand and predict the epidemiology of infectious diseases um, in terms of how they're going to spread in a population and how effective uh, control measures might be. So researchers in our group look at things like Ebola and HIV and TB and influenza and measles and many, many other diseases that we um, apply mathematics to understanding how they spread. Where does mathematical modelling start in disease spreading and prevention? Did it go all the way back to year dot in epidemiology? No, I think it became quite late to the scene. Like the infectious, the mathematical model is in the sense of dynamic modelling. The earliest models were very, very early with smallpox, but then it was only uh, Daniel Bernoulli, and a French mathematician who once used them mathematical model to describe this transmission of smallpox and then there was a whole time of nothing and I think it became really popular during the 70s again. When, when you're doing your, your outreach work do you find that the public are surprised that there's even a discipline which uses mathematics in disease prediction? Absolutely. I think I think it does surprise the public that there is math related to an outbreak because we think a lot, you know, we see pictures in the media of, uh, you know, field epidemiologists wearing the full protective suits and we see scientists in the lab working on creating vaccines and creating treatments and we see um, announcements from the WHO and things like that. But we don't actually think that math might be involved. And that's one of the things we like to bring across when we do these outreach events is that mathematical modeling is really an integral part of disease outbreak analysis and understanding. And that it's a, a kind of a really interesting and exciting part of it as well. And tell us one more time about the, the Cheltenham Festival. Um, so the Cheltenham Science Festival is from June 2nd to 7th this year. And our event is on Saturday, June 6th at 10.15am. And if you go on to the Cheltenham Science Festival's website, um, you can buy tickets. They're only £8. And our talk is titled, Can We Predict Pandemics?